pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How will AI change the workplace? How is AI going to do that? Well, I believe AI could be used for great things, but it can also be used for bad things. But is the explosion of artificial intelligence a good thing or a bad thing just overall? And have we created a digital Frankenstein monster? Because I feel as though there's people that are going to rely so heavily on it. They're going to rely so heavily on AI. But we're going to bring in a productivity expert, Michael Cups, who's going to explain exactly how is AI going to change the workplace. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks for taking the time and, and coming on. AI, is this something that is going to drastically change the workplace? Yes, and it and, I, and it already has. I mean, most big companies have had AI projects for a couple of years, and they're just figuring out where to apply it in kind of more of the back office operational systems. We use it, for example, to match labor skills with the amount of work and workforce planning and forecasting and stuff like that, for example. Um, what, what's changing is that ChatGPT has now made it available to everybody to use, which makes it more you know, accessible, if you will. And what's nice about that for the workplace is you can get some work done, at least get an accelerator to get your work done. So if you're in marketing, for example, you can use it to help write the outline of an article or the blog post or something like that. If you're a lawyer and you need to do research, you can use it for research. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide those efficiencies as, as a digital assistant, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. But should people feel feel guilty for relying so heavily on something like ChatGPT to really outline the work that maybe they were either too lazy to do or they just didn't know where to start? Well, you know, there is that that thought. But the reality is, you know, we're paid to be efficient. Uh, and so it's it's important for us to, 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 to create a competitive edge, even as individual workers. So I, I don't think they should feel guilty. I just think they, what they don't need to do is rely on it 100%. If they start relying on it 100%, then they will probably fail in the long run because it's just not perfect there, and you still need that human control over it. What I could see happening, Michael, is is people starting to rely on it, and then once they start to rely on it 100%, then they just completely forget how to actually do their work. Yeah, 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 that, that, that there, I think there, there's always, if you look at a bell curve, there's always people on the far left that are going to be in that range. The, 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 the thing to think about is can we take that middle of that bell curve and move it further right because they're going to get some of the mundane tasks out of the way, and now they can focus on the really creative stuff that they need to do. Yeah, I believe that that AI is a great tool. To me, it's, it's a calculator but for the English language, right? It's a calculator yeah. but for writing. I know yeah. people, though, that they're using AI right now. They're, they're using ChatGPT, Michael, to write up articles, and then they're not, they're, they're not one proofreading them, but fact-checking them. How important is it that 
yeah, this is a phenomenal tool, but you still got to do yeah. your due diligence as the human being in the room. Absolutely, and that's that's essential because it, and and there there will start to become detectors where there you 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 know people that professors or whatever are going to have to figure out methods to to kind of check the check the math if you will to make sure it adds up and so if you're if you're relying on chat gpt to do it 100% i think you're you're doing it wrong if you're using it as an augmentation tool you're probably doing it right the part that really scares me is not so much the text stuff but the imaging stuff because they, they could put you and i in a you know mercedes with brad pitt and 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 it looks real so that's the one that's going to get really interesting to to see how to test that out yeah that that's that is a good point that you bring up. The The images scare me. I was going through my Facebook feed yesterday, Michael, and there was someone who, who posted, I got bored, so I looked up a lot of notable, notable celebrities who had passed away too young. And he said, I used AI to age what I think they would look like now. And there were, there were pictures of Robin Williams, who he would be 72 right now, Tupac Shakur, who would be in his early 50s, and people, people use it, and it, it's a fun tool, but it's also kind of a freaky tool because you can create a completely fake scenario using artificial intelligence when it comes to imagery. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one that's just really, it, it, like you said, it is. It's a bit freaky that they can they can recreate a, a scene that never happened, and so that's the one that I think we've got to be really careful on. The tech stuff I think can be worked out because. It's just it still sounds robotic. It'll get better, but right now, like you said, if you're not fact checking uh, what you get back from ChatGPT, then you're you're doing it wrong. Uh, okay, now I got to ask you. You you're a productivity expert. You know, you know, kind of what bosses want to see, maybe what they don't want to see. Will bosses begin to start uh, maybe relieving some of the employees from their duties, Michael? Because you know what, I can replace a human with chat GPT. Yeah. They're, they're, well, we're, we're not seeing a complete replacement. We're seeing an augmentation and we think that's going to continue. Uh, now there are some roles that will get redefined and changed or, or moved. Um, yes. There's the, there are companies that their CFOs probably think laying off people is the best way to get to their earnings. But they're in, in reality with the labor market, the way it is, um, you know, as, as long as you're part of the solution and not part of the question, you're going to be okay. Uh, and why I say that is if you're if you're not if you're not looking for ways to use AI to make your your output better, then you you could become obsolete because somebody will be looking for that. So if my my encouragement is just be a part of the solution, figure out how it helps you, how it where it works for you, and and, and talk about it with the, with the team and your boss, and 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 make it part of the team as opposed to something that is against the team, if you will. What do you see AI used the most for in, in the workplace? Uh, it's it, it's it's primarily used in the back office for planning and, and and analyzing a lot of big data, so you can then make better plans for the future, whatever that may be, whether it's uh, you know developing the next product and things like that. Where we're starting to see it most used for individuals is is ironically in the IT development area. I mean, it it writes pretty decent code. Uh, now it still needs to be checked. It still has to go through a QA. It still has to be augmented by a human. But it's really efficient at writing code, so that that's where we see it you know, really booming in the in the marketplace. Uh, but in the in the general marketplace, where you know, like think of a bank or an insurance company, it's about just identifying trends and making and predicting better outcomes. 
Okay. Well, I do. I do like that explanation of it. I use it a lot for writing right now. So it, I own a, a media company, and I'll just put in right right in there. You know, my name is Jordan Miller. I own Jordan Miller News. I have a hundred thousand followers, and you know, I put in a little bit of my history, what I do, and I'll, I'll tell AI Chat GPT explain to people why they should advertise with me. And boom, oh, that's right. it, it comes up with a phenomenal pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look. Yeah, it's, it, it's great. Yeah, and, and what a great use for you, right? I mean, that's uh, that's how you monetize your, your business. Yeah. So. And yeah. it um, the, the, there's a lot of pros to it, but the cons, uh, the, the cons, I believe the biggest one is people maybe just becoming lazy, Michael. I, I already mentioned that, but people yeah. – they can create images for all the wrong reasons. There's no reason that there's, I should be able to create an image that looks real of me on a Apollo 11. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it can be taken that way. And the, the, other, the other concern that's kind of a, a broader, you know, global concern is the information that's fed into the engines, you know, could be biased, right? And if, the, if it's biased, it, it, the, out, the way it makes decisions changes. So there, there is a, a group, you know, that are looking at ethical AI and, and how to how to govern that. They don't have any answers yet because it's a it's a big problem to solve. But it it is something that we that we need to be aware of. Can we see Congress try to get involved? I, I know that there was an AI hearing with the Chat GPT CEO Sam Altman a few weeks ago. But could we see them really try to get involved and say, you know what, you can't use this in our state? Well, you know that that would be a, a horrible way to uh, to approach it because other countries will, will use it to their advantage if we don't. Uh, you know, the, the worrisome part of, about Congress to me is that the, the average age of our Congress people and senators and so on is really up there. So I, I don't think they grasp the concept. So I'm I'm not sure where the regulatory body should be, but it, it to me it feels like it's it's going to have to come from another source. You know, te- you know people that know technology and people that know the know how to how to watch it and govern it. So I, it's going to be an interesting play out, but I, I'm not sure Congress is going to come up with the right answer. I think we're, I think it's going to have to be a consortium of, of tech leaders and tech companies, not leaders, more so the companies. Uh, but that's it's still to be determined. So what you're saying, Michael, maybe you're not saying it, and I'm just inferring it. We, we don't want the, the Mitch McConnells that, that are 85 making the decisions about the tech in the world. I, that, that's the way I personally feel. You're right. That's, that is my opinion. All right. Well, I, I get that. Is there anything else that, that you think is important for our listeners to know just about AI in the workplace before we wrap this up? Because this is going to simplify a lot of people's day-to-day tasks if, if it's used the right yep. way. Yeah, I, and it's just that. I mentioned it earlier. Be, be, be part of the solution, not the, not the question. Um, because if you get, I mean, get your hands on it. Don't be afraid of it. Go try ChatGPT. It's, it's easy to use. You can ask it questions, and you'll see results just like you were talking about with your advertising uh, scenario. I, I just encourage workers to go ahead and get familiar with it because it's coming, and the more they know about it, the more comfortable they're going to be in, in whatever type of transition their, their job may be, and it may actually help them get ahead because if, they're, if they find themselves, their work queues are long, and they, they're struggling to get through everything every day, Maybe AI can be a, a benefit to them. So, so don't be afraid of it. Put your hands on it. Get to use it. Uh, OpenAI made it available to you. So, just just everybody should should at least familiarize themselves with it. Can we see OpenAI ChatGPT? Can we see it become 
a completely paid service. That's a conversation I have with a buddy of mine all the time. Yeah. He said, are people going to get so hooked to it that ChatGPT is going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to charge $8 a month, and then people are just going to say, you know what, it's $8 a month, I'm going to pay it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it could become a service that we pay for, absolutely. What, what's interesting about it is the amount of money, things like Microsoft is giving OpenAI, to embed it into their application. So you're inherently paying for it when you buy Microsoft's uh, you know, Office Suite, when you're using Word and Excel and all those things. And we're starting to see uh, you know, that, that AI approach in there so you can use those tools more efficiently. So you're, you're at, at kind of subsidizing the cost through your buy of Microsoft products. So I think there's gonna be a combination, but yes, I, I fully believe OpenAI and others were, were gonna come and ask for a monthly subscription at some point. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it, Michael Cups. Uh, to, to break all of this down, to let us know about AI in the workplace and the pros and, and some of the cons of it. Thank you so much for coming on yeah, today. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Take care.